Hello, I'm Richard Corns, Chief Executive of the British Council for Offices, the BCO, and welcome to the latest in our series of interviews with prominent members we call the new normal. Each week, I talk to a member about the coronavirus pandemic and its impact on the office sector. Now, in this week's interview, our discussion centres around the theme of contracting and the office fit-out. And I'm absolutely delighted to be able to say that my guest to talk about all of that is Claire Ashmore. So welcome, Claire. Hello, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you, Claire. And thank you very much for kindly agreeing to spend some time with me today. Now, for those who may not know, for the past 20 years, Claire has been at Parker Ray, a main board member for 14 of those 20 years. Claire was promoted to Chief Operating Officer in January this year. So congratulations again, Claire, on that. Together with all the usual responsibilities of a CIO, Claire has a keen drive on well-being, brands, and ethos. Claire has long focused on developing young people within the industry through groups such as Young Entrepreneurs in Property and Women in Property and, of course, the BCO and at the BCO, Claire has been an outstanding supporter for many years and a long serving member of our board of management. And Claire's primary BCO focus at the moment is as the chair of our mentoring committee, a key element in our support for our next gen members. So, welcome again, Claire. It's great to have you with us. And I'm very grateful to you for spending some time with me today. Now let's um, go straight to questions, mm -hmm. if I may. And you're breaking a record, Claire, which is, which is very interesting because you are the first person that I've interviewed in this series who is in the office. I'd, I'd be grateful if you could tell us about that. And also, if you could explain to us the practicalities of social distancing in the office, how it's working in operation. It's, uh, it's actually working very, very well. Um, I guess like most contractors, we, we didn't have much time for a complete shutdown. So, you know, I guess some people have always been open. We did close um, and do, do a sort of like a hard reopen. We, we shut for about three weeks and ended up putting stickers all over the office, our brand new office, heartbreaking. Um, but they're, they're incredibly necessary. You come back in and you're with your friends and um, you're in it back into normal. It's not a new normal. You walk through the door and it, it's just normality. It feels normal. So you need you need the signage as a reminder to actually social distance. You know, we've implemented a one-way system, uh, one person in the lift, by the stairs. Um, we've taken chairs out of meeting rooms. A six-person meeting room is now a one-person meeting room. 12-person meeting rooms, a two-person meeting room. It is a changed world. I mean, we have 70 work stations and another 40 areas that people can work. It was always centred around well-being and choice and collaboration and bringing people together. Um, and we've actually, by law uh, and legislation and what we believe is healthy and safe, we, we've actually stipulated a maximum of 16 people at any one time at eight and a half thousand square feet. So <laughs> that is extraordinary. I mean that that is a sixteen for eight and a half thousand square feet. That is quite a that is quite a drop. So is a proportion of your of the normal workforce who, who would be in 
in the office, Claire, what, what's the rough percentage of, of how many that is? It's changed. It's changed over, over the period, actually. So we reopened on the uh, 17th of April. That actually came in, you know, we recommissioned everything uh, and, and I came in a couple of days before to make sure everything was signed uh, correctly and, and safe for everybody. And it started off with two or three, you know, we, we opened it to support our front line. We didn't have a choice. Our sites had to reopen. So, but we had to give somewhere to go to our services managers and our commercial managers and, you know, our, our, our teams that are visiting sites, they had to have somewhere to come and we had to give them office support. So I guess it started two or three at a time. We're, we're full maximum today. There's 16 people in today and we're literally having to work out timings. So our office manager is uh, very strict on, on managing the process, but you have to be. So someone was at my desk until 10 o'clock. We have a full deep clean in between and I was able to occupy a quarter past 11. Um, so we are able to double up on some, some positions, but... Um, yeah, you have to be quite strict about it. But the more people that come in, the more people want to come in. It's very encouraging, Claire. In my experience, office managers are always very strict, wherever you are, whatever the conditions. But I'm delighted it's working so well. Now, you, you, you mentioned sites, Claire, and obviously, you know, Parker, that the, the nature of the business is, is contracting. So let's jump to the fit-out, if I may. Now, you're a specialist in, in office fit-outs. How far has that work, Claire, been able to continue during the pandemic and what have been the biggest challenges? It was, was actually the decision making, which is, I guess, linked with your, the first part of the question was how, how well it was able to continue. I mean, it, it, was, it was making a very, very difficult decision over that weekend of the, the 20th of March. You know, the, on the Friday it was announced that pubs and bars were all going to shut on the Saturday. Uh, and it wasn't then announced until the following Monday that, that there was going to be a, an enforced lockdown. Over that weekend, I mean, we had probably close to about seven hours worth of board meetings, over three board meetings as a board. We met virtually um, and we made a decision over that weekend that construction sites are not safe to run under the current guise as they were to incorporate social distancing. Um, I believe we, we may have been one of the first, if not the first, fit-out contractor to shut our sites over that weekend. Uh, so at the evening of the 22nd, all of our subcontractors and suppliers and our clients were informed, and we made a decision to shut sites, to re-evaluate, reassess, to see if we were able to uh, reopen our sites. Some we reopened within a couple of days because they were safe. Uh, you know, people could get there. Others, uh, we had to do massive, re, like really in-depth, dynamic risk assessments on every site, and every site is different. So the vast majority we were able to open by the 17th of April, and the following Monday, pretty much every site was back up and running. I feel like probably most contractors, we were able to take a step back, assess the situation, um, and then and then reopen in a safer rebadged, you know, <laughs> re-signed uh, environment. Some of the issues, I guess the, the second issue that we had was uh, the planning of it. 
to get consistency across all of our sites. You know, there it's like all fit out contractors, we're working in a vast array of buildings. Some are very old buildings, some are brand new tall buildings. I think Bill Price mentioned last week about uh, transport being an issue, but talking about vertical transport. That uh, transport was the next issue. You know, the actual implementation of change was quite simple. We had huge support from our clients and uh, our subcontractor teams and our staff. They were huge, hugely supportive and understanding of it. But to actually get people to the site and into the building and onto the floor uh, was the next challenge. And some of the taller, newer buildings were the most challenging actually. Very, very interesting, Claire. I mean, it, transport has been a theme in, in, in this series, but I'm enormously impressed. I mean, that is a, a remarkable uh, speed with which the, the business has travelled in, in, in getting those sites up and running again, and, and really very, very impressive. I mean, the challenges must have, must have been immense. I'd, I'd like, you mentioned that your clients, and I, I'd like to, to jump to the client, the occupier, the, you know, the, the ultimate client of, of, of any project. Now, none of us, of course, know how this will end and everything depends on a, on a vaccine or an effective treatment. But accepting this, when do you think that occupiers will be ready to commit to a major change in the shape of office fit-outs? Or will they simply be looking for a short-term fix and perhaps another short-term fix after that? In all honesty, Richard, I think people need to get back to work to find out. It's almost impossible to sit at home and, and try and decide what the future of workplace is likely to look like until you're back in. So, um, you know, don't, don't travel. If you can work from home, you should be working from home. You should be following government legislation. But if you need to be in, as various parts my role, I, I need to be in. Um, I'm in today. I think this is the fourth time I've been in the office. And people use the office in, in very, very different ways. And I think until you're back in, people won't be able to make a considered decision. We made a very quick fix to open. We had to reopen. Um, you know, we blocked off desk positions, but those desks are still there. And it depends. I think it depends on where you are in your lease. It depends if you're looking to move. It depends if you're in the middle of a design. Um, there are certain things that you can bring into design now. But I, I do believe people need to get back to work and they need to feel the environment for themselves to really make that decision and to really see how their staff want to work. Because until they have their staff back, um, I think it's very, very difficult to decide. Very, very interesting. And again, you know, uh, unsurprisingly, a, a theme in this series has been the importance of the office as a as a an entity that brings people together and, and allows social interaction and, and teams. And you're absolutely right, Clara. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, until people actually come together and, and return the offices, and and for many though that is going to be some way down the line because you, you, as you mentioned, the government's instruction is still that those who are able to work from home should continue to do so. So for many businesses, it's going to be quite some way down the line yeah but I'd, I'd like to move on Claire if I may to to the quality of the product that, that we produce and how it compares else with elsewhere now we do office fit outs 
exceptionally well. But how do you see us in, in the UK compared with, with other markets in terms of the quality of what we do? I've been at Parkway 20 years and a little bit institutionalised, I guess, um, working in London. Um, but I have been to every BCO conference for the last 15 years, so I guess I can, <laughs> I can use those tours as an example. And, and after coming back, I'm always hugely proud of what, we, of what we produce in the UK. I think we innovate. Uh, I do believe that we embrace change. I think that we, we question what people want all the time. But, you know, all the time, <laughs> we question what people want as employers and, uh, and as an industry. And I, I think that we're quite pioneering, having seen other offices elsewhere in the world. In the last 20 years or 25 years of working in London, I see how London's changed and the skyline has changed and the offices have changed and how certain sectors within the office have changed. The, the change that has happened within sectors like uh, insurance and, and legal. I like to think that we hold our own in the world, really. <laughs> well, I could not agree more, Claire. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned this in, in one or two of the other interviews, but you know, generally looking at the, the quality of, of, of the office product in its broadest sense, and of course the fit out is a, is a fundamental element of that, I think gets better and better every year. And I seldom go anywhere else where I see something is, is better. And I think you know, the industry should be immensely proud of the quality of, of what, it, what it produces. I'm conscious of time, Claire, but I've got, I've got time for one more if I may, and this is on a theme that I know is very, very important to you and you have a great passion for it, and that is the young. And you've been a, a superb supporter of the BCA's Next Gen Mentoring Initiative established under Katrina Costa-Damon's year when Katrina was, was president. But looking more generally, looking beyond the, 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 the BCA, at the industry as a at large, what more do you think the construction sector needs to do to attract the very best in the young? I think it's got to start with the schools, Richard. I think our mentoring programme and support that you get in the workplace is, is quite quite impressive. But I, I, I think we need to start with the schools. Um, so many times I've seen work experience students uh, who haven't been fully utilised when they come into the workplace. You know, they're given a bit of photocopying to do or you know, maybe making a cup of tea. But it's, uh, I think, embracing with work experience students is, is an amazing start because they're going to be going back to their classmates and telling what an incredible experience they had and how diverse the industry is. I think uh, the industry as a whole maybe needs to focus a bit more on trainee schemes and apprenticeships and taking on uh, maybe some college, university, summer students uh, into, a, you know, into the workplace to try and spread the load a little bit. I think young people need to be around people to learn. I think not having an office environment when bringing young people through the business, so we do a trainee scheme here, which is five years, just we've got three graduating with first with honours next week. But over a five-year period, the learning that they get by sitting next to someone doing the same job as them and learning from people that have already been through our trainee scheme uh, and understand that their areas of learning that, that need focus, that's hugely important. And you can't get that unless our offices are open. I think maybe our, the future 
<laughs> of our industry <laughs> actually isn't just what we produce it, it's actually where we work so I think you're absolutely right and sort of getting young people into that experience of work as early as, as possible just to get a, a taste of what it's like to be in an office environment and, and understanding what that feels like and, and the shape of it is enormously important and, and actually exciting for them and, and shows the variety and the quality of, of what goes on and and how fun it can actually actually be. Claire, we are out of time, sadly. These things always whiz by. I'm extremely grateful to you for spending some time with me. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Many congratulations again on winning the prize for being the first of my guests in, in this series who's been in the office. Um, it's been a huge pleasure. Thank you very much to all of you who've watched this. Um, until next time, from Claire and from me, thank you very much.